This is Indian Noir, India's number one horror, crime and dark fantasy storytelling podcast. This is Indian Noir X, a compendium of real-life paranormal experiences and urban myths from India. Issue number 8 The Bus Trip Dear Indian Noir Podcast I'm writing to you about a supernatural encounter that haunts me to this day I experienced the events elaborated below on a bus trip from Bangalore to Cochin. I hope you will share it with your listeners via your Indian Noir X segment. I worked in an IT firm in the Garden City and was heading home for my annual leave on a non-AC bus. A 13-hour trip that started at 3 in the afternoon which would get me to Cochin by 4 a.m. in the morning. I would have preferred to grab the AC bus which had less stops and was more comfortable. 11 hours instead of 13. The 2 hours makes a difference, you know. But it was a busy holiday period, so I had to make do. Anyways, I'm not sure why I'm telling you all these extraneous details. I suppose I'm still nervous as I type these words in the message box. on the indianoir.com website In the 8th hour of the trip close to 11 pm we stopped to let passengers board from one of the smaller stations en route The seat in front of me which was empty for the previous hour of the journey was suddenly occupied by a woman who had covered her head with the pallu of her red sari To her right was a man in a striped white shirt who was fast asleep who had been in the bus since the start of the journey I was listening to the rock hits from the previous year and making notes on my phone regarding my favorite selections from the playlist After a while my eyes felt heavy and I let the movement of the bus and the coolness of the wind rock me to sleep. I might have only been asleep for 20 minutes or so. My eyes suddenly fluttered open. The LED strips on the roof of the bus offered very little light. The bus's interior was bathed in shadows. I noted that most of the passengers were asleep. and i say mostly because the woman who sat in front of me had her tongue pressed against the neck of the man who was asleep beside her i was fairly certain they were 
strangers. She was licking the throbbing veins on his neck, up and down, in a seductive manner. I watched in muted fascination. She must have felt my prying gaze, because she suddenly snapped her attention in my direction. I closed my eyes and pretended to sleep. My heart was thumping in my chest. What an odd thing to witness. Minutes passed, and I heard the man let out the faintest of cries. Not loud enough to wake up anyone. I opened my eyes and looked. The woman was just withdrawing her tongue back into her mouth. And I swear I saw what looked like a proboscis sticking out of the tip of her tongue. It was like an elongated sucking mouth part that you see in insects like mosquitoes. I couldn't believe my eyes. I squirmed uncomfortably. Surely I was dreaming or hallucinating. I mean, the lighting was not good. So I dismissed the sense of panic building in my heart and snapped my eyes shut. I heard the woman snigger. Again, the sound was faint. She must have been ancient. She sounded so old. <laughs> that horrendous laugh. Again. I willed my eyes open and looked at the man's neck. I saw a small patch of blood drying on his skin. Then she said something. I strained to hear the words. It was not clear in the beginning. So I leaned forward slightly. She was speaking Malayalam. She was saying, Up, up there in the palm trees, in the nest of bones, in the arms of roosting teeth. She recited these words like a creepy nursery rhyme. The sound of her satisfied laughter made my skin crawl. The fact that I couldn't see her face, just the shape of the back of her head covered in the blood-red sari, made it even more terrifying. I wanted to call out for help, but I was afraid the others would think I was a fool if it all turned out to be a product of my overactive imagination. Regardless, I froze. I was terrified for my life. I prayed she wouldn't turn around. The bus suddenly slowed down and pulled into the lit compound of a smaller rural bus station to pick up more passengers. The woman stood up and tapped the man slumped beside her on his shoulder. He woke up with a startle and said something legible. Come, it's time to go, she said seductively. Her voice didn't sound like it belonged to an older woman anymore. The man said, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, I'm coming. He stood up groggily 
grabbed his bag and followed the woman who exited the bus with measured steps, as if the earth couldn't bear her footsteps. The man trudged behind her like an obedient puppy. Just before she exited the bus, she turned and looked at me, straight at me. Thankfully, her visage was covered in shadows, because had I seen her true form, I would have screamed at the top of my lungs. I still wasn't certain I was experiencing something supernatural. She held her gloom-laden gaze for a second. Then, she turned and looked at the man she was escorting and said, Come. They exited the bus. No one got on the bus from the station, and after a few moments, the vehicle pulled out of the bay it was parked in. Now that the woman was gone, I felt like life had returned to my limbs. The paralyzing shroud of fear that enveloped my soul lifted. I stood up and looked out of the window opposite to me at the woman leading the man away to a path that snaked into a thicket of trees and an empire of gloom beyond. She was still walking in a rhythmic fashion. It was then that I decided to look down at her feet. I swear to you, Indian Noir listeners, I swear on the life of my parents. Her feet were not touching the ground. She was walking on air, just a few inches above the earth. The man, he followed her into the trees like a compliant child. I could have screamed. I could have saved him, Nikesh. I could have. But I didn't. <laughs>